Hello? 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 Eh. Hello. Hey, I'm gonna uh, uh, actually can add Mike here. I think. Oh, it's dope. Thanks so much, times I could have easily done that before, but I didn't see the button. Can you invite people? Do you see that button in the top right with the with people in the plus? No, I can't. Hey, bro, because I'm the host. Mm -hmm. I'm the ball. You sent the link to Mike, though. He should. Yeah. I, I sent it to Mike. I just wrote with Mike on the phone. He called me up and he asked me what's up, and I told him the plan. So you should get it. It should be here shortly. Let me see. Can I go leave this and then text Mike? Okay. You see any cool movies or any shows or anything like that? Uh, Middle Ditch and Shorts is pretty great. Oh, you told me about that. Dude, we yeah. have an alien that might get here. UFOs and stuff? Yeah. I mean, it's weird that people aren't talking about it. Yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson was like, oh, it's too blurry. Right. <laughs> he was like, ah, oh, the video is too blurry. I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> I think that, I mean, he's right. It'd be great if it wasn't more blurry. Yeah, like, what, what do you, what's the, who, when do we decide it's uh, clear enough? Oh, come on, Mike. <laughs> He just texted me, so we're on the road to something good. He said, you get it, and he said, no, just the old one. Yeah. Okay. Yo, Mike is here. I heard a little thing. Hey. hey. Can you guys hear me okay? Uh, I can yeah. Okay. All right. Fucking thank God. Fucking thank God. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. You know, sometimes what happens with my service is that like I have T-Mobile, but if I'm really in the middle of nowhere and there's only one provider, sometimes I'll just get enough to do like a regular call, but not always data. And even sometimes when it says data, it's like roaming data, which apparently makes a difference. So okay. I don't know. That seems to be working now. Yeah, I have heard a couple of times just what you're talking now where it, um, I don't know, it just sounds weird where 
something where the data is messing up. I think we kind of had like a weird echo thing. So you probably heard it too. Does it sound does it sound okay now, or is it still kind of like funky? I'm able I'm able to hear every word you're saying, but like every maybe tenth word you say sounds a little bit funky, like a little bit digitally distorted. Mm. Um. I could try to see if I could put my phone outside somewhere. I have my headset on, so if I can put it on a charger outside, then that might make it better. I haven't had any problems yet. Haven't heard anything. Okay. It's just you're kind of loud, Mike, because your oh, wow. mic is like a lot better than ours. Um, and sorry. I, and we, we can't. We, no, no. I mean, because I can't. I can't lower your volume or like raise Dan's volume in this. Are you able to lower? Is it? Uh, I moved the mic a little bit away from my mouth. Is that? Is it any better? Yeah, it's all right. Okay. Yeah. There's no. It doesn't give me any option to lower my output. Nah. Or... Yeah. Okay. Have you seen any UFOs out there, Mike? Mic on again? Oh, maybe oh, my man. just dropping off the thing outside or something. I don't know. But it's probably gone. Well, at least the app is working. I think it's just that it isn't working. Yeah. Have you ever rapped, Steve? Have you ever done freestyle rapping? No. You gonna do it? No. No. How come? I don't know. There's lots of lots of things I could I could try, but I'm not gonna do them all. Yeah, that's true. Rapping is one of the things that you probably should do, though. In case I'm ever ever in a, a rap battle at a club. It can come in handy. You, you don't want to get showed up, bro. <laughs> Can you guys now? Yes, a little bit. <laughs> All right, hold on. I'm gonna try to put the phone on top of the cart. <laughs> All right, the phone is now on top of the van. I can't get any better than that. Is that, that like okay? Okay. I just hope I don't forget it up there. Yeah, I hope not. I don't think you will. I don't think I will either, but I have enough alcohol and marijuana to, to really, like, do anything. This is awesome, Mike. <sighs> All right, good. Now I'm going to hang out, make dinner, and hopefully not touch my phone again until we're done talking. Um, I am in Nevada. I don't know the name of the town, but it's uh, not far from Lake Tahoe. Yeah, I was at Lake Tahoe yesterday. It's nice out there. Yeah, it's cool. I didn't uh, spend too much time, but I went to meet up with uh, Chris Bark. We actually went to high school with him. I don't think I knew him back in high school, but okay. uh, he's like a year older than us. He went. Uh, he he brought me all like around to different like trails and stuff. We went for a hike. Nice. It was cool. It was a nice day. Then I had uh, dinner over his house. We ate outside, and then we had a fire. And I stayed in his driveway. Cool. cool. You gonna stay there for a while now? Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, or, or near Nevada, Tahoe or wherever you are. 
Um, I don't really plan to stay anywhere in particular right now. Um, still just kind of moving around, just seeing different places. I figure I could stay in like one, you know, forested area for a while, but it sounds like a good idea until you get there. And then there's really not a whole lot to do if you're by yourself, just in the woods more than a, you know, a couple of days. I could definitely do more metal detecting, which I plan to do. Um, but other than that, especially since some of the best places I've been to just don't have service. Like if I'm just by myself now, there's not really a whole lot going on. So far, it's good. I mean, I'm seeing a lot of stuff and driving a lot, getting to different states. And I'm hoping to get up to like Wyoming in the next couple of weeks. You're going to look out for paranormal activity? Yeah. Paranormal activity? No. What's with you with the aliens? Yeah, Did something happen? Did you hear about it? Wyoming? No, I didn't hear about anything in Wyoming. Nevada? UFO? I mean, I've heard about UFOs for the past 30 years. I've never seen a UFO. I didn't hear about anything recently. Hasn't, like, been on the internet? Or what's going on? Well, as you can tell, I'm stellar. Uh, no. But I feel like it's pretty safe to imagine that it's not that important if it has to do with UFOs, unless I'm wrong. What's going on? Important. Um, it's like pretty, pretty well established that, that there are UFOs, like, like the government basically said, like, they should vote. Well, can you give me, can you give me the demo? Maybe help a brother. Yeah, so there were these, these two pieces of footage that was actually covered on a, a Joe Rogan, like, six months ago by this, uh, this, uh, Navy pilot who took, who shot the footage, um, and okay. it was it was online for years and years, but the Pentagon, like a week ago, came out and said that the footage is real. Um, so that's kind of a big deal because like there's no explanation, and it's the highest like the highest level of uh, credibility you can get. So from the from the Navy pilot. Okay. Did anything happen, or is the footage of something out in the sky no, somewhere? I mean, it's hard to describe, but. I mean, the, the thing was like hanging out at 80,000 feet, comes down to 20,000. There's no, there's no, um, there's no like exhaust. There's no like wash, whitewash in the, um, the water. Um, and then it accelerates at something crazy like Mach 4 or Mach 5 in like a split yeah. second. Um, covered like, what was it, like 30 or 60, 60 miles? in a minute right so it was no. moving 60 miles an hour no a minute, oh, a minute. yeah oh yeah geez. and it didn't just like it didn't gotcha. just it didn't move it just appeared somewhere else 60 miles away it wasn't uh, that sounds yeah, pretty exciting this morning that at that speed like uh napkin kind of math they can get to mars in 11 hours Wow, that's awesome. Was almost, Maybe that's where they were coming from. It was from. almost like, and then there's this other footage of it. It's just like bouncing around like a ping pong ball on a glass where it's just gravity or like acceleration <laughs> like doesn't matter. So it's just, it's not that it's moving. It just, it just can just appear wherever it wants. Just like matter doesn't 
or like space, it, it just don't, it doesn't matter. Who cares about space? Distance. Well, distance. I don't know. I think they can move, but like through space. But also, like, uh, uh, I heard one analogy I, was, I told Steve about the other day that it's kind of like if you have a, uh, if you're, have you ever experienced Mike where like you see a flash of light going across like a wall and then you realize like it just flashes across your phone or your watch or something like that? Seeing a flash of light across like a, a wall a, and a then reflection. Oh, really? It was yeah, your watch. A reflection off your watch. Yeah. And so maybe it's like uh, something traveling mm-hmm. in like a, a fourth dimension or a greater dimension than us, and then it can just like you know quickly move across the surface hmm. of our uh, of our three dimension reality. Our dimension. Yeah, I mean that kind of makes it impossible to uh, really study and understand and like witness in our like regular state i guess without i guess like you know machinery yeah, or whatever it, it, science it also blocked the radars too of the uh of the navy ships too it was actively yeah. jamming and then i think it can go underwater too without any uh any slowdowns like that it yeah. went from like, i think so it went into the water. Yeah. How how um long was the video, or how long were they like tracking it? I think a couple of minutes. There's two separate videos. There's, there's a lot more videos too. Once you dig into it, like mm. maybe two or three yeah, podcasts yeah. about it, and there's quite a few people who are like very serious researchers, and it seemed very smart and competent, and you know dedicated towards finding truth, and there's a lot of different evidence and um, well, I don't know if evidence is the right word, but like positive <clears throat> evidence, things that seem like they definitely suggest towards lots of different sightings and encounters with UFOs. Beyond, of course, there's a lot of just you know made up stories and whatnot, people looking for attention or people getting you know being crazy or whatever there's a lot of that but it seems there's a lot of uh like real reports in addition and those two from the pentagon are um definitely giving it more credence and stuff like that but there's also just a lot in general maybe they were trying to check out what's going on with uh people not being outside anymore (laughs) maybe they were studying it for a while and being where the fuck did everybody go it was from a long time ago those Twenty fifteen. That was. Like, oh, I thought you said it was a month ago. But it was yeah. in twenty fifteen or two thousand four. One of those. Gotcha. Yeah. One one was from like two thousand four, oh, okay. and one was two thousand whatever thirteen. Yeah. I think. Maybe the Pentagon's giving people something to uh, it, be interested it, it, it in. Seems like the Pentagon's having a good time inside. for people not time to, to deal yeah. with it. <laughs> That's what I was thinking too. Ironic. Out right now, quick. <laughs> yeah. Get in there. Did you see that thing, Steve? It was on Joe Rogan's show that uh, that guy Jeremy Corbyn shared. I think Jeremy Corbyn. Um, he shared those paintings from like throughout history in like you know five hundred years ago, six hundred years ago, and so forth. Some of them, yeah, like the one where the person's in the background pointing at the yeah. thing. Yeah. 
then they're pointing at this guy and it's like it's like a portrait of somebody and then in the background there's somebody pointing at the guy and there's weird things going yeah. on in the sky. Yeah, it's like really obvious. And then there's another one where they're just like crucifixion. Yeah, it's a crucifixion, right? And then there's like those two like people or whatever in those like comments in the top left and top right. It's so yeah. weird. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that guy's cool. Did you see the Bob Lazar one on Joe Rogan? Did well. I, I I listened to that like last year, and I realized I don't really remember that much about it. I remember he. I'd go back to that one. Also, that I want to watch a documentary too, because there's a documentary about that. Um, that I think Corbin produced, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah he did. Have he you did. heard about Bob Lazar, Mike? Okay. Uh, no, not that I can recall. He's a guy, I think he's like an engineer that worked on building. Yeah. Or they were trying to... Uh, we're trying to re, uh, re-engineer, or what's uh, it called? Back reverse engineer? engineer? Yeah. Reverse engineer. Yeah. You really take yeah. it apart? Uh, like an engine. He found something? Like he was reverse engineering yeah. something extraterrestrial? Yeah, at, at, a, at a military base. Hmm. Yeah, and he was just talking about this. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a very very long. It's like a decades long story, but um, it's extremely mm. like it's it's very complicated. Yeah, but it's a good story. Yeah, like you should listen. To oh, I might have heard about this. Was that the guy yeah. that like he lives? He's still uh-huh. alive now, and he was like, he lived off on his own. And he had, I think I remember watching something a while back about it's on Joe Rogan. Uh, something out from. Maybe it was yeah. Rogan. I thought I remember seeing a video, uh, not in the studio though. Like it was like at him and with him in his house, and he was going through like his old like notes. Yeah, there's and stuff. a Netflix documentary too. What's the documentary Ooh, called? I don't Check know. it out. What's his name? Corbin. Bob Lazar. Yeah. Oh, Bob, Bob Lazar. Bob Lazar. Lazar. Okay. Yeah, Corbin. Corbin's a like researcher and producer. <laughs> I was just looking for my phone to, to look it up. My phone is on the roof. Andrew, <sighs> this is going to be such an interesting time that we have. I feel like I want to get, I want to do something now. I feel like I've been doing this for a while and I haven't been working. Like work? I feel like I'm, I need like something to do. Like something really... I don't know, like something like a, like a, I mean, I have like the project for the van that I could be working on with uh, like videos and stuff that I still need to make and send to Veronica. But I was thinking the past couple of days about just like where I want like the next couple of years of my life to go, you know, in, in terms of what direction and what kind of work I want to focus on, like what I want to become more proficient in and more powerful in. I haven't figured it out yet. I'm just yeah, in the maybe. process of thinking about it. And there's just so many factors with going on with you know the economy and people right. and the virus and stuff. What do you think? Do you have any ideas? Kind of hard to plan out. You're excited by or interested in thinking more about or doing more? Yeah. Well, for the past couple of weeks, I've been thinking more about different ideas of uh, something I could offer, like online, as far as being in the gig economy. And I've been just really frustrated with. Um, you couldn't tell with my service 
because sometimes I'll be in an area where I'm like, I have really good service, but like, you know, the spot might not be ideal. Um, but I want to be able to offer, like, I'm going to put up a couple of gigs on Fiverr pretty soon. And uh, I'm going to focus on like public speaking related things, like uh, maybe like interview coaching, I think might be important for people to get back into the workforce or, uh, you know, like, like remote interviewing, um, things like that, or like remote presentation giving, like to give people tips and tricks and stuff and just help like guide and coach people towards those interpersonal skills over the web. Um, other than that, I mean, maybe some sort of, I mean, it's always an option to do like a more traditional type job and whatever that's going to mean as the economy gets you know, straightened out, whatever the fuck that is. I don't really have anything like, you know, hard and fast. Just kind of chilling now and above all, just making sure to spend, you know, little money and try to save where I can yeah. just because we don't know, like, what's yeah, going to happen. It might be a while before the economy gets to any kind of normalcy. Yeah, I figure. So, I mean... I'm just kind of out here now. Like, I don't really have a place that I live anymore. Like, I have friends and stuff in New York. Like, you guys are on the East Coast. But this kind of hit me, like, last week. I was like, all right. So, I planned as far as, like, driving out of New York and going to places where I could spend more time remotely. But if I'm not getting anything done, I almost feel like it's it's not a waste of time because I'm, you know, staying safe and healthy and stuff. And I'm just continuing to do that as an ongoing thing. But I don't feel like... Like the, the feeling of productivity is really not there right now. And I don't have like a, a date or a time when I'm planning on really like returning to a particular spot. So I'm starting to think about like what life on the road is going to mean more long term if it's going to be yeah, something so that I want. I would find really decided you know, stuff to do like take an economy or like building up a brand or building up a company or something like that. You know, doing online media in some way like that is something you can do while you're driving out there, making it more interesting in all, in all the ways that you bring into it. Kind of like how you're doing with Veronica and but so bring in other yeah. stuff like the personal speaking and all the yeah. stuff too. I, yeah, I mean, her and I still plan on doing that stuff. Um, the nice thing about doing something like in the gig economy on Fiverr is you can kind of just turn it on when you want to do gigs. So if I'm in a place where I know I'm going to have service for a little bit, I can do it. Because the turnaround time on Fiverr, the you know the faster you get a gig back to somebody, um, deliver it, the better the reviews are and like the better your business just stuff overall. And so if I'm going to be driving somewhere and not have service for like a day or two days or whatever, and I get a gig and it sits there, it's not going to be ideal. What's that? Yeah, I'm just kind of spitballing stuff now. Yeah, I'm just you, spitballing you like do, ideas. Um, like stuff, uh, you know. Uh, stuff that's self uh, self motivated, like um, like where you're choosing the um, task or the video content or whatever. I mean, Fiverr is good and can be helpful, but you have that time constraint there, and it might be a good time to focus more on self directed stuff where you can you know make whatever kind of videos you want or something like that. Um, Self-directed meaning what? Like a, just an yeah, independent like project that. for something? Well, what's the difference between uh, like say Fiverr and a YouTube video? It's kind of like with Fiverr, somebody else is kind of directing you, saying like, "I want this. Please give me this. Yeah, help me with this." Uh, woo, woo. Well, 
Well, not necessarily. It's not like you say, I'll do anything, and you just wait for a gig to come through. You're saying you right. offer something specific, and then someone shows up as a customer. With YouTube, you can build something for sure. The I think that it's there's a, there's a lot of good in, in producing content, and being a you know, creator, and maybe you know there's more merit in offering a service on your own website. YouTube can be a really good tool, but from what I understand, you have to have a really big following to make you know it's like a like an income off it, right. at least a meaningful yeah. income. If you're gonna make like five or ten dollars a month, um, well, maybe you don't necessarily be worth your time given the options. Work on building your brand or building up your audience. You know, that it, being that you're not in a country immediately for money, it, 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 you can have some time to build the audience and try to make people. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I've been uh, I've been trying to post more stuff on Instagram. I mean, I have a lot of pictures and videos now that I've taken over the excuse me over the past couple of weeks, and um, I'm trying to get more of like uh, some feedback from people on Instagram to see like what people are interested in and what they're looking at. I think the video is going to be good though, like videos of the van. I have a whole list of stuff I want to shoot of like what life is like on the road, especially during this time and with this van in particular and like a very cheap van life setup. I think I have, as far as like having a, a good lifestyle where I'm not missing anything, I think I have the cheapest possible way that I've seen at least. At least everybody that I know that has the similar lifestyle to me has paid either a lot for their van or a lot for their build. Yeah, definitely. So I feel like maybe there's a, an angle there. There's a lot of people like, who would be like really happy to live the life you're living right now. And, like, yeah, and it's possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely grateful. I mean, that's another thing through this, through all of this. I'm trying to just remember to be grateful for what I do have and not yeah. just be like, you know, what's the next thing? Like, I'm trying to enjoy myself. Right. Have to count the blessings. I mean, you know, we didn't get sick. We're not <laughs> on the street. Well, you know, we're not homeless. So <laughs> I spent time on the street. I've driven wow. a thousand miles in the past like five weeks. Six weeks, maybe. Yeah, it's been crazy. Yeah, the, uh, 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 how's the making content? Have you been thinking about that a lot lately? Yeah. Um, only thing I. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Those men. Thinking... Pretty dope. I don't know if that's the kind. Of... Yeah, that's about. Those were the videos you were, you were talking about with the YouTube channel, right? Uh, just escape. I didn't get a chance to really try them today. It was raining here. Um, but I'll probably do that tomorrow. Do a little bit more testing. Um, mm. It is pretty dangerous, though. Um, yeah, <laughs> I was thinking. I didn't want to say anything because you know, creative spirit and all. But I was thinking, what happens if you jump off something and just the impact of your hundred and seventy pound body just, just like you know slips the weight or something? I don't know. Like, what's that falls like? Off and the other stays on. So far, that's what it seems like. Because you go to walk with the one leg, and then you try and walk while the other one's still on, and then that's the dangerous part. Um, so it's either yeah. more ma more magnetism. Seems like it's always better. Like you want, you always want more. Like if you're gonna do like bigger jumps, you just want more, more magnet, uh, more magnetism. Is there any? Is there any reason why you chose magnets as opposed to like securing them with like a metal strap or something so, or like a, some way so to ratchet them down so they don't slip off? If you wanted to 
get them all, you'd still have the option. Because, like, it is, it is fairly easy to, like, if you really wanted to slip them off, you kind of, like, you just do a certain movement with your foot and they kind of come off with the magnet. Whereas, I don't know if you could get that with the strap. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, I didn't really. I was thinking of it right. like a like a snow right. like a um, a snowboard binding like that kind of a thing, yeah, able to like bail it out or whatever, like bail off it. Yeah, yeah. The only other thing I was thinking about, which if you're looking for a project, Mike, is to try growing those morel mushrooms indoors at scale. <laughs> now I'm all set. Every time I pass into California, which has happened three times already, I have to stop at the agricultural uh, checkpoint and they ask me if no, I have I, any, I, I, any well, living me, things inside the van with me. I just know one time. And... No, 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 no. I said growing oh, more. What are you talking about? Like so just in the woods somewhere? Indoors. Like making a, a like a, a factory indoor farm out of it, because they are really expensive. They're like forty, fifty dollars a pound fresh, which is crazy. Because nobody has like figured out how to grow them indoors at scale, but I think it's doable. It just takes a little bit of testing. I think I'm missing something. How would I fit into that as a project? That's something I'm. I don't know. Yeah, but I live in a van. How am I supposed to get a grow facility? Get a, a, uh, I don't know, some sort of property where you can do vertical growing. Well, yeah. I feel like you would be really good at that. There's a lot of. Not very interested. It's an interesting idea, but that's not for me. Yeah. That's like that's like Dan telling you to, to do like wrapping <laughs> like before. There's a lot of like engineering problems, like like oh like we gotta set up this this type of uh, vent, or we gotta set up these racks, and like like planning out like it'll build a lot of things. Because you, that would be interesting. Yeah, like build the racks. Yeah, I was yeah, watching. Yeah. A, I've been watching a lot of Breaking Bad lately, so I have the. Uh, <laughs> the spirit of watching that, or have you not watched it? Totally production, yet? I guess you could call it. Wow. No, I've watched it. It's just, I mean, I haven't watched it in maybe five years, and now I just have. I just have so much time, <laughs> dude. The past two weeks have been crazy. I've watched yeah. more TV in the past two weeks than I've probably watched in like the past like three months. Mm. Yeah, just because with the the poison ivy, which wow. is like finally starting to clear up, like I could barely go outside. My skin was so sensitive, I couldn't be like in the sun. I was itchy all the time, and if I got even a little bit sweaty, it made it ten times worse. I left Sacramento so that I could get cooler weather because I couldn't stand it. I was there for a day to pick up my metal detector, and it was absolutely horrible. Yeah. I hope you guys never have to deal with poison ivy. It's the fun. You go to Cal- when you go to California. When you leave California, you have to deal with those uh, checkpoints. Uh, when you go to California, so anytime you enter California, except for the first time that I entered California, I don't know why, but the first time, I guess maybe because it was on a major highway, they didn't do it. I don't know. I've um, come back into California a couple of times now, and every time there's a mandatory stop where you basically just roll down the window. I mean, it's pretty cool. You just tell the guy you don't have anything like 
that's not supposed to be entering California. I just tell them I have bananas every time. So no bananas are cool. And they're like, oh, yeah, you're good. But today I went back into it because uh, the road that I took is actually shorter to go through Nevada and back into California than it was to go like just in California. So when I got back into California today, because I went to go check out a hot spring today, a natural hot spring. And um, the guy took one look at the van and like I, I stopped and he and he goes, oh, where are you from? And I was like, oh, originally New York. And he goes, oh, uh, how long have you been out here? And I was like, oh, like four months. And he's like, oh, okay. And he produce. And I was like, yeah, bananas. He's like, yeah, that's cool. Have a good day. Like, it's pretty chill. I should look up, like, what things are not allowed, though. So I'm pretty sure it's for, like, parasites and other, like, agricultural organisms they don't want entering. Yeah, I never knew they did that. I didn't either. And no other state that I entered had that. Just Cali. So, see, do you still think about doing making content a lot? Yeah. Well, I just don't know what topic. I think people could probably use some inspiration on how to get out and do exercise and stuff. If people bought what you have. Or maybe you gave like instructional on how you made it. I think a big thing that I struggle with a lot, I don't know if you guys are the same, but sometimes I don't want to put out content because I don't think it's going to be good enough in the sense that like the production value is going to be really high. But sometimes the content itself is just really valuable, even yeah. if it's just for one or two people that really get something from it. I get really held up on like, 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 is this going to be the right thing to get a ton of views or a ton of subscribers? But there's been a lot of times where I just yeah, do like awesome. basic. I did a live stream the other day. I saw like wild horses and this dude reached out. Yeah, it was crazy, man. You know, I didn't mention it there because I forgot, um, <laughs> which was the problem. But I'm actually really allergic to horses. And so after I was done petting the wild horse and I scratched my uh, poison ivy ridden face, I had a pretty rough time for the next couple of hours. Um. But this guy reached out to me, and this is not the first time it's happened. This guy reached out to me from the Philippines, and we talked about like life on the road. We talked about freedom and like choosing your own destiny and like religion, and also um, talked about like going against the grain. Like we just had a really in-depth conversation for somebody who I did not know at all, right. who just reached out and was like, "I like I like the video you posted." And I don't know how these people have found me. I just oh, find yeah, it on Facebook. Crazy. Yeah, that, that's happened a couple of times. Mostly with Facebook live streams. Like sometimes, I guess I don't understand how the network works really. Like how the Facebook network really reaches people. Because I know it reaches my friends and family and stuff. But I don't know, like this guy... I don't know this guy in the Philippines. Before I went to India, there yeah. were people that reached out to me from India uh, and there. from. Uh, I have had like some like random Facebook. Facebook like, fucking knows. I always thought that if you're just posting to your own personal feed, that basically just goes to your own personal feed, or maybe your friends of friends. So I guess it could be friends of friends, but I, I don't know if maybe maybe they do. Maybe for a lot of videos, it's different too, where they have a kind of like a periscope, like it's a map or something, where you can see anybody's stuff. Depends on your permissions on your live stream. Yeah, well, uh... sure. 
there, there may be something that I'm missing also. Like I, maybe there was things that I had in common with this guy. Maybe we liked similar stuff at one point or whatever. But every one of those connections is really important because those are like you could have a million followers or a million likes on something and you might get paid for it. But if nobody's reaching out and connecting with you, then it's kind of like it's kind of like there's that human that human aspect is totally missing. And so even something like when we went across, when we drove, when you and I, Dan, drove to see you, Steve, in California, and afterwards, I was back in Florida, and I made that video, Manifest Destiny video, like that 40-minute whatever, the documentary, I realized that Chris Park, who I hung out with yesterday in California, in like the mountains in the middle of nowhere, we went to school with him, but I never spoke with him. I connected with him when he liked the Manifest Destiny page like three or four years ago. And I realized right. that he still ha- said that he likes Manifest Destiny when I saw his Facebook page yesterday. Before I went back to it because I wanted to see, he just had a baby. I wanted to see what the, you know, what the deal was. But um, like that's where those connections start. And so if you can, if you can just go out there and, and make content and just connect with people and get feedback and see what people are liking or what they're interested in, that's, I mean, that's how I think you really build it. It's not by just like trying a bunch of random shit and like hoping a bunch, you know, you get a bunch of views. I feel like like connecting with those people, that's even really valuable without even, you know, without any sort of monetary transfer. Because you might meet somebody that has a lot of the same ideas as you or is really interested in seeing a lot of really cool shit that you didn't know people were interested in. The best thing you can do is just, you know, make more friends and, uh, and make deeper relationships provide value to people because the more you do that the more you build up your like personal yeah friendships and personal network and stuff like that and that's like not to overly quantify it but that's like social capital which is like in a lot of ways more valuable than like any kind of monetary capital yeah Yeah, absolutely. But in the long run, have a monetary yeah, capital is still pretty great. In the long run, you need the social capital. Have a monetary, ca- monetary capital. I mean, yeah, I would agree. You know, and I'm, I'm feeling it now. Like, I don't. I'm not starving by any means, but I don't really have anybody to talk to. Like yesterday was awesome because I hung out with somebody, and it was like it was just like you know, talking and catching up just like you would normally, but things have gotten so fucked up recently that I, like most people aren't seeing anybody now. So you can have all the money in the world, but if you're just alone, it's not cool. It reminds me, um, it reminds me a bit of, uh, uh, a story I heard Will Smith talking about one time, how he was talking about how when, he, when he's had stuff happen to him, I mean, he's, of course, like, super famous, too, so he's an extreme example, but he, he's had stuff happen to him where he, like, it, it, he didn't have, like, his credit card to buy gas, and, like, one time, he, he like, his car broke down or all these different things, and then, like, everybody just wants to help him because everybody loves him. A lot of people love him. It may be, it may be extreme because he is famous, but 
still, I think like 80% of the time, That's at true. least, you still get a lot of really good people helping you anyway. I've heard so many stories about people getting like stuck on the side of the road or need like help in some way or another. And I feel like, I don't know if it's where we grew up or what the deal is, but like, I feel like there was always this picture painted of people outside, like the rest of the world. Like my parents were always very nervous and very untrusting when I went anywhere, but I've only had really good experiences, like 99% really good experiences with yeah, people I come in contact with well, in the regular people are being like anywhere. Because there is that small, less than 1% of people, but it's kind of like, it's kind of like the virus. Like there's a very small chance that it hurts you, but even in that 1% chance or 0.1% chance or in the case of people, it's really like 0. 0.00. 0.1% chance or whatever that that person will hurt you. Yeah. You still have to uh, just because you just because asymmetry like so it makes more sense to be cautious in a lot of cases. But of course you got to be open to people. You know, to some extent you got to balance. And it's good to be open and friendly and whatnot. But also, you know, like parents mm-hmm. teaching their kids is helpful for parents to impart that cautiousness in a lot of times all that can be overdone sometimes too there's just so much to explore out there like i feel like this i feel like i actually get sad sometimes that i'm not going to be able to explore like everything that i want to explore in the world and meet all the people that i want to meet I don't know. Maybe. I guess I guess maybe I'll have all the experiences that I need to have. And maybe all the experiences that I think I need to have or that I want to have aren't as necessary as the ones that I need to have. Yeah, maybe you'll have all of them. I mean, if you get that UFO technology, you can zap around to all these different places, see all these different people. Yeah. Hey, uh, <laughs> uh, imagine if instead of that van, you had a... Meet everybody today. Oh, man, I might have already been bored. I still have places to go in the van. Right. After day one, I might not have anywhere to go in the... Well, I guess Probably I can also explore Mars. Too. That's just all space. What did I see? Yeah. <laughs> the universe, but yeah, okay. So, so it's the universe, but it's without people. How? But how? for how long would yeah. it be exciting to to explore the universe without anybody else? I guess. But how long do you think you'd be, be happy exploring? Yeah, you a couple of months, people. years, days, weeks? I know. Well, I guess if we're talking about a scenario where two or three of us steal an alien spaceship, I guess I was assuming only one person had this opportunity. Well, it's like in Bill and Ted's most excellent adventure. (laughs) It could be like a movie? Like a. uh, It's like a phone call booth, right? Phone call booth. What do they call it? Telephone booth? (laughs) You've never seen it? Oh, you should watch that one. I've never seen it. Yeah, no. that, that's classic. It's really good. Bill and Ted's really most fun. excellent adventure. So, then, then they went into this um, whiteboard uh, telephone booth, and then they transported them back in time. And that's kind of like a UFO, because maybe a UFO could travel through time like that. So you can go oh. uh, travel to any time and go party with 
anybody ever explore forever. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I like VR too. Yeah. Yeah, VR is probably I feel like one of the most like, the internet, like accessible in ways way. to do something like that. Like, like I, like I was thinking, yeah, in other places. Like I was thinking about recently, who were saying like, like VR is dead or like VR is never gonna happen, and I just like I don't understand where they're coming from. It's like it's like you're saying, it's like you're saying the internet's not gonna happen or the internet isn't useful in like the nineties. Possible. Yeah. There's a lot of people that can't see past what they see. They, there's no imagination. Like it's just, so it's, the idea sounds stupid if it's not actually happening like in front of them. Like just being in a different communication medium, just like we're in a communication medium right now, or a text chat or email or whatever it is. But VR is just more immersive, more a more immersive communication medium. Right. Medium. If you want to, if you want to get a kick, I don't know if you've seen it, but if you go back and like look at what people were saying yeah. in the media around the time that the, that email was like right. becoming yeah. a thing, a lot of people think, like that's not gonna like oh that's not gonna work because of this reason, or no one will ever use that, or like nobody has the servers for it, like it's totally just gonna flop and the investment's gonna be lost. Like those people were recorded on like live like, tv sometimes they and they had like, to eat the words to, a lot of people like have just gets forgotten right i don't know but that's not the important piece the important thing is that they were wrong and that we can learn about moving forward that just don't yeah. listen to the naysayers if it doesn't make sense it'd be sweet to play poker in vr it'd be awesome we oh yeah we can right now yeah, I'm sure we can. Yeah, kind of. I was just looking at a screen, but we could all be in a poker room together. I was just thinking before when Mike brought up that idea about how how long would it be interesting to do things for if, say, you're in the UFO and you're a stone explorer and you didn't have any people around and Something that I felt about music in particular, but also other things, is that it's endlessly fascinating and endlessly interesting and it's endlessly entertaining and amusing because there's an infinite variety of different things you can do with music, like playing off different instruments and tones and notes and an endless variety of combinations of sequences of this chord and that chord and that chord and then mix with this lyric and with that lyric you know it's endless so if i had billions and billions of years i don't think that i could exhaust it if i had trillions of years i don't think i could exhaust it and i don't th i wasn't saying that the, the the options are inexhaustible i was talking about how long would you be entertained by it Imagine, imagine a hundred years of playing right. music so, by yourself and trying to remember what it was like to play music for other people and not being able to do it anymore. Uh, like, like downplay that at all. But 
just honing in on kind of different aspects of it that if I had to do it on my own, it, it would still be endlessly amusing I, I, because it, it just is. That, that's, what, that's what music is. Like, it just, it, it, there's infinite variety and that infinite variety can keep on like surprising and, and amusing me. It's just how it works. And then I started to think about how Steve talked about like VR and, and also UFOs, how those could like travel through time and how VR could be like creating um, you know, the different communication medium and also how you could like create worlds and stuff like that. And also maybe this kind of like disparate thought but maybe bringing them all together kind of maybe it'll make sense to you guys where with VR or say like a sophisticated 3D printer you can create all sorts of different things in bits and in atoms kind of like you can do with music and there's an infinite variety of things you can do in that way too and say if you had like a supercomputer like in the Alan Watts uh Dream of life kind of thing, or like a supercomputer that could make, you know, like like reality, something like that. Then that's also endlessly fascinating, infinite variety kind of thing. In the same way that music currently is, but it can be even more so because it's all sorts of bits and all sorts of information, all sorts of things. And then you can also have different experiences with different people out of that too. Kind of like how you have people in your dreams and. Well, all right, I'm going on and on. <laughs> yeah, infinite experiences. I was kind of going on and on, but yeah, infinite experiences, infinite variety. Yeah. Is Mike still there? Okay. All right. Oh, yeah, I'm still here. I'm just trying to talk <laughs> over anybody, so I'm just listening. Yeah, the, the universe is infinite. That's what I have to say about that. Human experience has its limitations. At least if you consider that human experience now is less limited than it was, um, I don't know, like a thousand years ago. Like the, the type of music we can create now is, has more opportunities because more things have been, more instruments have been created. People have been cross-exposed to more things. So everything gets exponentially, the experiences grow exponentially experiences grow if you start opening up different senses and maybe different dimensions and playing with atoms in a way that could be create art yeah i mean it's it's hard to say it's hard to sit here and try to guess like what it would even be like i guess um my my original statement of was really based on like today's experience Hmm. I don't know. Right. I'm definitely feeling the loss of like not having uh, a bunch of people to I hang Steve out with. Something last night. There's a guy that we follow on Twitter who tweets a bunch of interesting like business stuff. His name is Eric Toynberg, and he also uh, I listened to him talk on a podcast about how he took up freestyle rapping a few years ago and he got really into it and it's like one of his main passions now. And he posted a thing last night. It was a Zoom call where it was just like they had a beat playing, like a couple of different beats playing. I watched it for like 20 minutes and they just went around the Zoom call rapping <laughs> and like freestyling. 
and it's pretty cool. And you can find stuff like that, like either that or I bet a bunch of other stuff where you can, you know, meet people and stuff. There's a whole bunch of apps where people are like uh, talking and stuff. There's also this app called Props. No, not Props. Uh, Rise. That might be new now, but that's an app where you can earn uh, cryptocurrency for doing live streams with people and you could just like talk with people directly. So. Yeah. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of and of course we can do more talks too and stuff and poker's good. I'm looking forward to doing that and then this is great too because we have Anchor and we can do all sorts of talks and podcasts and do whatever. And we can also play Fortnite <laughs> controller, bro. But <laughs> Hey Dan, how about a different game? Because Fortnite's not that great. I'm just going to be honest with you because you're a friend, it right? It is really that There's great. A lot. I mean, all four different Fortnite's games. okay, but, but it's not that great. <laughs> it, 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 there's no getting around it. It's that like, awesome game. It, it's actually amazing, no... If we had that... This just in, it's actually great. Or 5, or 15, or 18, or any of these ages in between, we would have been all about Probably, it. It would be yeah. awesome. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's what, that, that what you there well, is what you just said. That has something to do with the seasons of our life that we're not necessarily I'm, there anymore. I'm not. I just don't. I'm not interested in that. I played it. I'm not. I'm not into it. It's like I'm not into Minecraft. Game. Like, how come you don't think Minecraft like, is the like, best it's fucking probably, thing? It's probably a really good game, but like, like Halo athletic. was an excellent game. Mm. Yeah, by athletic, uh, I mean like you have to act fast and like you could go on missions with your friends and then you can get really good at it. And Minecraft, I don't really know about Minecraft. I only played it a couple times, so I can't really speak to how good of a game it is, but I hear that's really good from a lot of people. But just from what I know, and I, I have some experience with uh, with Fortnite, it's really good. I mean, I love for other games too, but it's just the other games, a lot of them cost money where they're not cross-platform. Mm. Like, uh, I want to play... Um, I would love to play like Apex Legends and Call of Duty and uh, there's another one that came out that's really good recently, but most of it's not cross-platform or cost money. And so like Fortnite just works well because it's really good and it's also free and cross-platform. But if you know any other good games that are multiplayer, like I'm down to play. I haven't been playing much because I'm usually working other stuff that I haven't really played at all in the past like two years, but um, I'm down, though, especially if we could play together and hang out and stuff, what we could do is, then I'll definitely play. Risk is pretty cool, pretty easy, fast, free. Yeah, play it on, uh, on your phone. Good way sure. game. It's probably the. It's not athletic. <laughs> I feel like athletic is not the right word here. I feel like you would burn as many calories playing Fortnite true, as somebody could play I've, could playing uh, any of those other games. You just play it. Yeah, because there's there's no loading screen on any of them to hold you back. So it's only you're only limited by how fast you can play. 
maybe people play on average the better players play faster on Fortnite, but I'm sure the really good players know, it, on it, it, it something like, like Minecraft are playing like baseball, their fingers are probably moving just as fast. Move fast sometimes, but there's mm. a lot of standing around and like soccer, you're always running. You're always running. Mm. Or like baseball versus tennis. Like how many times do you hit the ball with a bat in baseball compared to how many times you hit it with a ten with a tennis racket? It's like it just it just yeah, it, it, it's faster pace. It's more. You're talking about the speed. You're talking about higher speed. In general, probably yeah, but that's not really. Do you my think point. somebody who my plays tennis is in better shape than somebody who plays baseball? High intensity. It's all right. What's going on, Steve? <laughs> are, are you okay? It's all good. It's all good. Steve, I think Steve's in Nazi Germany. Good. Was that a uh... trying out this game? <laughs> They're coming. <laughs> Under the death. It's also one of the cool things about juggling too. That juggling is very <sighs> high speed. There's always there's a ball coming down like every every half second or whatever. Mm. Right. Whereas you go and play like golf and golf's great, golf's fun, but it just doesn't satisfy the same exact uh, exact thing. And, and like Civ is really fun. But it doesn't satisfy the same kind of uh, mm. same kind of I don't know what the word is same kind of thing the same kind of athletic itch that's right athletic itch same kind of athlete's foot Somebody with a truck just pulled up. I wish you guys could see where I was right now. So I realized we're just talking and you guys are like in your rooms probably. And I'm out in the desert. I'm, I'm in a desert above a, a, a river and people are like driving past on the highway down below. And then every once in a while people come up here and you start noticing like the people that live in their cars, you start realizing like they're all different types of vehicles. Some people live in vans like I do, but this guy just pulled up is in a pickup truck that has a cap on the back. And wow. it just looks like he's here to sleep, yeah, and he's backing up. But now I got a roommate. <laughs> Probably not. It's going to get cold here pretty soon. Um, it was 73 degrees when I got here, and tonight it's going to get down to 35 degrees or 34 degrees. So pretty, pretty wide uh, spread in the temperature. Just nothing holding it in, like all the, the heat. Hey, like pretty much as soon as the weather goes, as soon as the sun goes down, it gets like pretty like chilly. That. Oh okay. Yeah, it'd be good if we all play a game. Like poker is good that we all played it. Uh, I feel like an issue that we have is that we don't have consensus on what yeah. games we play, and so we talk, and it's fun to talk on the phone, but. Like, if you watch, like, some of these people on Twitch, like, they all play the same game, and they have, like, uh, like they're always hanging out because they're all playing the same game, and they're, like, sharing, like, great experience. Mm. And that's, like, what we did when we were younger. But now, like, 
of us play games sometimes, but we pretty much play it alone, usually instead of poker than that. Yeah, I think it's important to understand the reason that it was easy when we were younger also is that we all, we saw each other a lot. We had no responsibilities or things we had to do outside of that. Like when I said, like Wednesday, I, I said the call and set everybody links the other day for in that group chat. And then Dean was like, no, I can't do that time. Like that's going to be the case, at least for the time wise, it's going to be difficult to get a lot of people on, but we can get a couple of people on. too if you have a video game, eight people, but you can just two people or three people or whatever. For a video game like Fortnite or something like that. Going back to Chico Yeah, that's true. Uh, I don't want to play mobile. Why don't you guys just download the, the mobile Call of Duty and we can try that out like tomorrow? <laughs> well, I don't want to play fucking Fortnite, man. I don't know how many times I got to tell you this. I've played it. It's not like I haven't played it. And I don't want to be playing anything on mobile and you're playing on the fucking computer and you can be 10 times faster than me. That's not cool. Yeah, you get a, you get a tool. Just because it's better. Oh, if, if you were me, you'd, you'd spend money on something instead of just playing the phone that I have? Yeah, I would if I had a game that I felt like I really liked it enough to do it. I mean, I feel like you're just not really being open about Fortnite. Stuck at an impasse, huh? Maybe just like watch some Twitch streams. Watch like what's going on with like <laughs> Ninja and all of them. Like they're having a great time and like, yeah, many people aren't around the world aren't wrong, bro. I've seen Ninja. I've seen a lot of people play different different kinds of games. I'd rather. Okay, listen. You have to understand also. There's difference in taste, right? You may prefer that game, where somebody else may not prefer it. It doesn't mean it's not. It doesn't mean that they don't understand that it's not a good game. It means that they have a different taste. Like, I'd much prefer to play a game like Splinter Cell with everybody than I would to play something like Fortnite. Like a cartoony, like super fast-paced. I'd rather play something where I'm sneaking around trying to kill people than killing 50 people a minute. That's not that enjoyable to me. I think that's why I didn't enjoy it. Really, there's there's strategy, but it's not like the kind of game I want to play. A lot of it's like a lot of it's like pretty. Oh slow. well, I must not know what I'm talking about. It couldn't have been an adaptation to sometimes. illustrate a point. They had a game mode that was like Halo, where it's like you respawn and then you can just jump back in the action. And I like that mostly, most of the time. But then they got rid of it. But now they have just like I think the regular game mode, which is like you only have one life, and a lot of it's just like being very strategic and stuff like that. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, if you're not into Fortnite, we don't have to keep talking about it. But I'm up for other games that you find it, but I just want to play a free game and something I can play online for my Mac, mm. basically. Mm. Well, right. Why don't you just get a uh, Why don't you just get I a want, controller for your phone so we can play on mobile? Uh, I want to be able to like. Uh, Sounds like a pretty easy fix. Sounds like what you're telling me to do. Video and stuff like that, and do my monitors. <laughs> so I have all this stuff set up, you know, for for everything. So I'm not streaming on, you know, like, playing a game on my phone compared to everything else I could be doing. Just that, that is, I don't know. It's like it's like taking a step back. It's like I was playing on a big screen TV when I was a kid. Now I have to play on a little phone. True. I mean, they're not compared to like. Yes, I guess maybe phones aren't that good, huh? Stops. 
but also it, it can be good too though like if you project it and stuff like that but i just don't have that you know that's not how my how my base is set up to do i might be able to do it but i don't know uh, maybe i can play with a mouse and keyboard on uh on a game and then like project it on my monitor but i'm not sure how that would work Well, part of the part of the um, I guess the difficulty is that you have to find a platform, either find a platform where everybody can. Mm. I mean, the thing when you look back, everybody had Xbox, right? It's not like half of our friends had PlayStation, half yeah. of our friends had mm. Xbox. Everybody had Xbox. Made it super. Made it super easy. There was only one environment everybody was acting. I, I mean, that's that's just one of the factors. That's why it worked for poker. Everybody logged into the one online thing, yeah. and everybody did it from. I guess everybody did it from their computer, probably, right? So maybe we should just put up like like two yeah, or three titles of idea. games and have people decide how... like majority, and then just go with the majority. A lot of uh, disconnection in the world. A lot of lack of connection is because of. Competing and different platforms, and that's something I think will be solved a lot mm. by blockchain. So uh, I think that your idea is good in now that that we should do that. Um, but then, on like a longer term level, like I thought about this a lot in terms of social media. Like for a while, I spent a lot of time thinking about how like I want my content. Does not just be on, like, say YouTube, but I also want to be on Facebook, or and I also want to be on Twitter, and I also want to be on all these different places. And just in my own personal wanting to share music or whatever kind of content I'm making, all these places, and then having to deal with either ways to link up together or just settling for not sharing in all those places or whatever. And then, and I've always thought like this is just you know getting in the way, or not always past few years I started doing that and thinking about it a lot and then I started thinking about it a lot with regards to this virus in that during this virus there was so much good information on Twitter of course mm. a lot of bad information on Twitter but from a lot of people who I follow Twitter was the source it's it, the source that opened my eyes to it I think Steve too and then so many people so many people who I follow found their information from Twitter, and throughout this whole thing, uh, I've still constantly been going to Twitter, or like every day, for as my main information source, or <coughs> source, like podcasts and stuff like that, to learn about it, to learn the best way to handle it, and when I see stuff on Twitter about the virus that I feel is helpful, like sometimes I retweet it, or something like that, but I can't really share it on yeah. Facebook too because nobody or very rarely do people click on links that is just like a, it's like a mm. URL on Twitter. And a lot of people just don't like like Twitter like or don't understand it. Like my mom doesn't use Twitter. She doesn't understand it. And she's like, oh, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't yeah. get it or whatever. And, and it, just like, it just like separates people. And I could take the time and like rewrite it or like take a screenshot or something like that, but then all those solutions just don't really work. Because then 
like you can't see the Twitter thread and the screenshot mm-hmm. or rewriting it takes a while and stuff like that. Whereas if you just had one platform for social media uh, or, or like one open source, o- open standard, open protocol on which uh, social media platforms could be shared, then you can easily share the good information that's on Twitter with all your friends on Facebook and we could all be a lot more informed and a lot better equipped to deal with something like this virus. And then also, if you don't have competing standards like Microsoft owning Xbox and Sony owning PlayStation and PC and Apple and stuff like that, making it so that all games are different platforms, then people would play games together so much easier without having to be like, oh, well, it's so difficult to play these games because this one's on this platform, this one's on this platform, and this platform, and so forth. It'll be really good when we get shared platforms, and then we can connect more, and share better information more, and play together better, or more. Yeah, Twitter's 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 sweet. I don't know why I didn't use it for so long. Do you think it hasn't happened? A lot of people don't find value in it because they're not going there for information. You know, if you only have, let's say you have two hours a day that you spend on social media, which Twitter would be considered social media, and you have to spread that time between, you know, all the different apps that are maybe on your phone. Maybe you have, maybe you have Twitter from a while where you, you know, where you tried it out, maybe run into it, but you have like Instagram, Facebook, uh, like the TikTok and like all these other things that people are using now. People want to get entertained. They want to go one place for everything, but it doesn't really exist. So they lean towards what makes them like feel the best, I think, or maybe what they're interested in. Like, so if they're gonna, if they're gonna, if at the top of their useful chart is like one thing, like Instagram or one thing like Facebook, then there's no room for for spreading their time across multiple things because they're not they're not getting the exposure to it to see that it might be useful. Like a, a, a lot of people, especially our age and younger, they they don't even like they haven't heard the word Twitter in a while. It's just been in a political sense. They don't go there for information. There's a lot of people that put good stuff on Twitter, like you guys are talking about, and I think there is a really strong uh, like info uh, like network on Twitter. But still, I think most people are not using it. Like I feel like if we weren't talking about it, like if you guys never brought it up again. And somebody just asked me randomly on the street, like Twitter, you know, Twitter passed its prime. I mean, if you look at the use, I don't know. I think Twitter's growing. Used, and maybe, I think like, Twitter's growing now. Users, there was a huge decline. Like Twitter used to be really big, and then yeah, I think Twi- I think Twitter's Twitter's you great. Think Twitter has more active users now than ever before. I mean, I'm just I'm just I'm just conjecture. I, I would look sure. it up right now, but I don't have my phone. Growing. Make a point to look it up. Like several years ago, that, and um, I don't know, like just from experience, from experience, it seems like it's like very much thriving and growing. I mean, the one, the one time, the one place that I've seen the word Twitter or it mentioned coming up over and over again is always like politically. If I didn't hear it being used in a political sense, like, with, I mean, I, I wonder how much more important Twitter is now because the president of our country uses it like a lot. 
like regularly. I feel like I didn't hear about it that much before, unless it was in a social media yeah. sense, um, but like in an entertainment know. social media sense. I would imagine Twitter's grown a lot in the past four years. It's been around a lot longer than four years, so I would, if I had to guess, I'd say it, it might have been really popular when it first came out or for the first couple of years, and then dropped off, and then maybe when awesome. Trump was elected and started awesome more than that too, started showing up on TV, that people got their information there. That I would imagine it back up. Don't happen on any other social network, like for example, like cryptocurrency Twitter. It's like the main place where people discuss cryptocurrency other than Telegram, and you have very little of that clarity on like Facebook or like not on Instagram and other stuff like that. And then like there's a bunch of other niches like NBA Twitter and uh, you know all sorts of different things where people connect to discuss things. But yeah, like say the cryptocurrency Twitter is something that I have had got me into it more. Um, and also like venture capitalists mm. or like people who do business and investors on Twitter. Like that's kind of a big part of my consumption and what attracted me to Twitter. And that also kind of grew into like people who were talking about the virus on Twitter and people who are figuring out how to solve it and the best ways and stuff to solve it. And I don't really think that that uh, is going on to that extent on any other platforms. Like, yep. if, if, if I go on Telegram or if I listen to podcasts about, uh, about cryptocurrency or about blockchain or about the virus, and people are like, yeah, and then this guy tweeted this, and then that, and I heard from this tweet, and then, you know, it's the same thing for the virus, uh, or for cryptocurrency. Like, if you go on Telegram on cryptocurrency, if you go on Telegram for cryptocurrency, then they're always linking to Twitter. Yep. Yeah, I don't think that conversation happens anywhere other than Twitter. Like, Facebook yeah. kind of sucks for it. Telegram's like a lot of bots and scams. Obviously not on Instagram. Uh, yeah, Twitter's awesome. But it's like most of the people who I know are on Facebook and Instagram. And uh, I know very few people on Twitter, like from like my personal. So I don't, I don't mean to cut in. So I'm looking up by... Uh... So Instagram has 330 million active monthly users as of recently. Instagram has 1 billion active monthly users. And Facebook tops off at 2.45 billion. Yeah, you said, you said Instagram twice. Hello? Twitter has 145 million a day. Mike probably closed out of the app. The uh, what do you call it? Oh yeah, anchor app. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Closed out of the app, and now I'm back. Can you hear me or no? Okay, 
fuck this app, stupid beta. Um, yeah, so Instagram, uh, sorry, Twitter, 330 million active monthly users, mm-hmm. 1 billion Instagram active monthly users, 2.45 billion Facebook active monthly users. And I was only bringing up active monthly users because in industry, yeah. that's usually... So there's, there's a lot of people using all of them. I'm not trying to downplay Twitter, but there must be there must be reasons people have gravitated towards certain ones. I mean, if you look at how many things you can do on Facebook that are like just the multifaceted network of stuff you can do between pictures, videos, liking like pages and like, yeah, you can follow people on all of them, but there's there's entertainment on a lot of it. You can watch stuff. You can... I don't know. It's not just informational and learning. I think if, if it was logical and people wanted to learn a lot, then maybe Twitter would be in the first place. All of them have been around for a long time at this point. Yeah, it's not that Twitter isn't entertaining and like have the same different kinds of content. Like basically anything that's on Twitter as far as kind of media can be found on or anything that's on Facebook can be found on Twitter too, as far as like it can be a video, it can be memes, it can be funny, it can be educational, you know, it can be all these different things. It's just kind of the, I don't know, the, the actual network that's grown around it and the, uh, like the culture that's grown around it, I guess. Yeah. And what people post there. Um, I mean, it's cool. I mean, Facebook's great for a lot of reasons, and Instagram is great for a lot of reasons. That, Twitter is not great for like you just go there for a different kind of experience, a different kind of feeling. But I mean, my point of bringing it up is that it just because it's different platforms, because a lot of people don't go to Twitter because you can't share the kind of content that's educational on Twitter when you need to, the kind of helpful content. It just gets in the way and makes it tough. Like a, a, a I've had a lot of discussions with my parents over the past couple months explaining with them or, or explaining to them, you know, stuff that I've learned on Twitter or learned in large part on Twitter. And I'm trying, I've tried to different ways to either talk with them about it and sum up what I wrote or to send them articles on Twitter or to send them links or to send them pages and links and stuff like that. And it's just kind of difficult because it's like, uh, I only have so much. It, well, uh, it'd be a lot easier if just like when I'm on Twitter, I could just like retweet it and then have that shared to Facebook and then yeah. go on Facebook. And then rather than me having to say it and explain it and it being in person or being right at that time, yep. it could be just like you're sharing it on Facebook and it comes up time after time. Mm-hmm. You can't share a, a Twitter link on, it, on it, Facebook it or it, it just says go yeah. to Twitter. Yeah, redirect. Like... Yeah, that's shitty. What about in other countries? Do we know of any software that is like that outside of here? Like I anything China's done? I would imagine that's probably where it is. <laughs> uh, I try. They have like. Yeah, I mean, there's. Yeah, I mean, they have a lot of really good software. Like, I don't know. Do they have like famous musicians? I don't know. Yeah, dude. <laughs> of course they do. They have, uh, you know, what's come out a lot recently is like the uh, the research center for virology in China is like one of the best in the world. 
they have some of the best, most talented researchers working there. And like, you know, they have a really strong culture and that extends to music, that extends to entertainment, that extends to software and like, and development. And I mean, they have the resources to build up all these areas and they know they're important now. So the government invests a ton, but also people have more resources just in general. I mean, you know, middle class or like band uh, from South Korea that's really big. Um, um, like they travel all over the world and they're really popular like all over the world. And I've never heard of one big Chinese artist before. Mm. Well, yeah, but I feel like part of that's the political system. They yeah. want to keep all the stuff they have there. So pretty much. And they have, have enough people there that they don't have to travel right. to get games out. Like a black hole but the, you can kind of say the same about like i didn't really know much i didn't know much about like k-pop i still don't know much about it i only recently learned like how big and how important k-pop is in the music industry and how like perfect those people are when they're actually put on stage like they're not they're not just like people that are talented that get really big because they're organically grown if you I, what from what I learned about the K-pop industry is those people are like coached mm. to a T. They're like military precision coaching with the choreography and the singing and how they put together the teams of people. It's not like they all started, you know, they started in a, in a garage somewhere. It's like there there is entire industry just around building the perfect vision of these these bands. And so they have like each type of character in each band, and they're like super successful. And they're when you watch, if you guys have ever watched K-pop yeah. before. It's crazy. It's so different. And it's super big around the world, but it's not big in my circle. Like, I don't really know. I've never really been exposed to K-pop in a meaningful way before. Like, I didn't really get into it. So there's just there's just so much that we don't know about. Like, you talk about it being a black hole of stuff. I'm sure if you started, if you just started researching for a couple of days, like, like musicians, true. You know, but we're also not going to listen to, like, Chinese yeah, music. That's true, but just, I know so little about it. And at least K-pop, like, you know, like South Korea is way smaller than China and South Korea is one example. There's also like so many German bands I know. So many Yeah, but but all those countries have also been a part of the economy and they have deep roots like interculturally. I mean I'm just kind of like trying to support what you're oh, saying weird. too. I don't disagree at all. There's just so much there's there's so many things underlying why certain things have been popular or, you know, in global culture. Also K pop, they're singing in English a lot. Which right. is part of their strategy to reach globally. Same thing with Germans. A lot of Europeans, a lot of really popular European bands sing in English because they can reach more people. What I was thinking before when you were talking about the disjointed social media networks not communicating with each other, those are all languages. Like Twitter's a language, just like Facebook's a language. And just like you have, just like if you went to, I don't know, yeah. like anywhere where they spoke a different language and tried to, communicate with them you know you just haven't you, you aren't able to get on that platform with them because you don't have that language disunderstanding we all can learn to understand one another but we're speaking different protocols we're speaking different languages which is another mm -hmm. thing with top connection yeah. because i mean which also kind of increased like wars throughout humanity with people misunderstanding each other and not speaking the same language but it's going to be cool when we get the power to all understand each other, both in terms of social media platforms and being able to share that really quickly and gaming platforms being able to share that really quickly, and then also in terms of 
being able to speak and understand a Chinese person around the world. It'd be really cool. Oh. Yeah, if I was able to go back to the Twitter and Facebook thing, like, there was so much information on Twitter about the virus in, like, March and February. Yeah, February, really. Or, or late January, but especially February. And there was a time when I was like, what do I do with this? Hmm. And if everybody could just easily have shared that and just spread the information quicker, like that's one of the things that I've learned that we need from this virus. That, like, the main, the main thing that you know stops like that protects people from this virus, especially with the economic impact from the, the virus, is better education, better information, yeah. and consensus amongst the population and the leadership. Mm-hmm. To, be on the same page and take the right steps to learn the right things and to take the right actions from it and if there's such an information disconnect and so much disinformation so much uh, lack of connection between like the messed up incentives for media companies and politics and uh, the disconnecting different social media platforms all these different things that have just messed up the, the education and the, uh, the consensus so much. Maybe if people were on Twitter more and found out the more independent news sources and watched less like CNN and Fox and all sorts of media outlets on both sides. Yeah, people on Twitter would be better informed. I mean, I guess just from uh, from just like a knowledge directing people and choice directing people versus other people directing people. That's yeah, and then another point. thing about Twitter too is that Twitter requires you to put in work. Yeah. To build your feed, and so if we just come to Twitter, share <laughs> them a Twitter link, then. A lot of times they don't know who that person is. And they don't really know how to use Twitter. Like they don't really know, like how you can. I don't know. Just just a lot of stuff. Like, um, like for example, when you use Twitter a, a good deal, and then you follow people and, and you learn about people, and, and like you learn this specific person. Oh, this specific person has good thought or they're competent or they're smart or, or they're smart about this or whatever I, I've experienced this and then you can see if that person is interacting with another person or if that person follows another person like you go to a person's profile and you can see all the people that you follow that follow them and or you could see like if they're retweeting them or whatever like you can build up your network of understanding of okay well this person's really smart this person's really smart this person's really smart and they're all, you know, following and retweeting this person. That means that this person also, there's a good chance that they're really smart too. 
and you can build up that network. It's kind of like it's kind of like network effects with like you know the more fax machines you get, the more fun fax machines are. The fax machines are fun, and then what it's on like Twitter in terms of building your own following because the more you understand about the different people, then the more you can be helpful when you find more people because then you can build up a network to understand more about you know getting the best ideas and finding the right information. Are people are people that are on Twitter also on other platforms or are people that are on Twitter pretty much like like just Twitter? Like the people the people you're talking about, the really intelligent people, are they just typing a paragraph at a time out to people or are they also on YouTube mm, and like creating content mix. that people can follow <clears throat> visually? And it was more time consuming, but yeah. I mean, uh, it, you can find you know people in a lot of places. Like a lot of people might go on podcasts and stuff like that. Um, but it, it really is a big mix. There's some people who just use Twitter and they just write in it, and some people use Twitter and Instagram. Some people use Twitter and Instagram and YouTube and stuff like that. But also, um, no, yeah. a, a lot of the information is just like just on Twitter because kind of where some of the discussion happens. Yeah. It's the same thing too though because like you, you kind of need something or it's really helpful to have something like Twitter or Instagram where it's like a short form thing before you get somebody who's never heard of somebody to go watch or listen to an hour long YouTube video. Mm. You know, it's helpful to have a, a, like a shorter thing first in a lot of cases. Because if you send somebody who's on like Twitter who's saying really good stuff to somebody who's just never doesn't know Twitter and doesn't know that person or doesn't know the people who are following him or her at all, then it's going to mean so much less or so much more confusing or so much more uncertainty than it does for you because you have all the backstory to it and they don't understand it or they haven't used the platform before. Mm. Twitter seems as have the Twitter seems to have the most uh, useful information. Like, I don't really think Instagram is that useful. It's more like entertainment. Facebook, same. Like Twitter, Twitter, there's more useful information for me. Well, that's yeah, I agree. But I think it says something about people. Like when you're trying to communicate with people on a, on a large scale, like an entire population. Like if you take the U.S. or any like first world country and you try to say like, all right, we're going to try to reach people. It can't just be, OK, what makes the most sense? Because Twitter might make the most sense. But if people are gravitating towards something like Instagram, I think that says a lot about the people and how you have to meet them on their own playing field. Maybe people just don't. I mean, people want to look at pictures more than they want to read. I think that's pretty cool. They're all useful, but it's useful for just like, you know, being happy or maintaining good mental health or all those different reasons. But why can't it be the same platform? Why can't it be like a common ground between well, it, a Twitter and a, and a it, it, and an Instagram? It should be. Why is there such a divide? It, it will be. I mean, what do you mean by the divide? You mean like the fact that the, 
the divide the divide of people just using Instagram not using Twitter or just using Twitter and those same people not using Instagram. Like if people only have an attention span for a certain amount of time, then why are people more going on Instagram than Twitter by almost threefold? Are they just not? I think yeah, also people are just not interested like in pictures like of asses stuff a lot of the time. Like ass pics all day, all day. They want it quick. Yeah. 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 Well, I think I think that that also says volumes about like that's true. That's not even yeah, just yeah. funny. That's funny uh, because it's yeah. stupid, but it's true, and it sucks. I mean, aspects are nice, thing. but they shouldn't be all. Oh. It shouldn't just be aspects. It's the entire internet. Fucking Instagram's all about aspects. It's just like it's, it sucks. It's <laughs> entire, like, it's awful. There's a lot of other stuff there. There is a lot of other stuff, but attractive people, attractive women specifically, in most categories, yeah. tend to have like the most. Uh, like popular channels from what I've seen like in anything even in like van life you get really good content with like really low views the moment you put a picture of your ass at the beach in front of the van you're famous you're a star and it's not good content even valuable channels that I've seen the, the more viewed ones are always the ones with like sex appeal really stoked i'm trying out these new lights right now that i put on the outside of the van uh, setting up a chair i don't know if i'll be able to maybe take a picture and send it to you guys i just sent you guys a couple of pictures of like where i am like what it looks like here oh, sweet really barren wow, it's uh yeah it's pretty barren if we could just like switch places for a minute that'd be wild <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there i just sent a picture also of the uh the setup with my chair sit outside now for a little bit with a beer watch the uh i don't know the i guess the sunset would be better than switching places if you guys could just yeah. beam yourselves here set up a couple of chairs i got a couple of beers smoke a little hang out and actually discuss the in person here. That thing with Bob Lazaria. <laughs> Reverse engineer, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Gotta get Bob on the anchor call. <laughs> might might do that. That's 
Yeah, well, couldn't hurt to reach out. about that. Maybe, although maybe he's the first podcast. People don't want to be the first podcast guest when their bobbles are probably. Mm. Sometimes, yeah, but then somebody gets them as the first podcast. There's so many interesting people out there that if you just spent an entire year or maybe like six months or just a month just like compiling all the different like interesting people who you'd like to have on there and even 1% of them responded, mm. you'd probably just like that's probably have a really good way at building content. As opposed to just starting a podcast. Sorry, God. I thought about it. I mean, I've thought about it multiple times over the past couple of years. I haven't thought about it again recently. Yeah, you should do that. Maybe. Always an Maybe option. Like uh, podcasting, talking with like fan people. Do like a fireside chat with van lifers. Just actually do a fire. Like, uh, so where are you, like, headed roughly over the next couple of weeks? The whole past week has been pretty much deciding one day at a time, like looking up something mm -hmm. that I really like or that's cool or like a cool area to go to. Or even some days <laughs> I just need to resupply and like the whole trip of the day. Um, I think so I've been in California for a while now. I'd say probably like two, like two weeks in California and Nevada and Oregon, like just mostly in California, but sometimes on the border. Um, I really like Oregon. I might go back there again at some point. Um, the buddy that I was traveling with, waiting to hear like when he's going to be done with this. He's actually in Sacramento yeah. right now, working on a couple of projects with a friend of his. So it doesn't seem like he's going to be done in the next couple of days. It might be like a week or maybe even longer. So if he is down to travel again together, we might go together somewhere else. But he's giving me one of his solar panels, so I don't want to go like super far, mm -hmm. just because when he's done there, he has a solar panel for me that I can also work on like installing here. I don't really have any, I mean, I'm open to suggestions of cool places to go. I don't really have any place planned right now as far, like I could hear something cool tomorrow and just go. Um, that's kind of it. I mean, any place I have on the one hand, any place is as good as any place right now, because a lot of it's just natural and wild and just outside. Like I'm not going 
any of the cool hotspots that like most people would normally go to like cities. So the desert in Nevada or the plains in Wyoming, I mean, any of these are just as good as the others to me. On the other hand, I just always want to see more. Like after two days in a place or three days, I start getting really bored and I want to go mm-hmm. hike a new trail or see a mountain range or something like that. So that that's really just how I've been carrying myself <clears throat> across different parts of the country. No, not really planned, so to speak. It's funny how when this started over the past two months, you've been moving around more than ever, and I've been moving around less than ever. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've thought about that. You know, I think about, man, all this quarantine sucks because everything's closed. But in reality, on on the one hand, it's like I'm all alone, and it's kind of like just sometimes either lonely or you know doing stuff like this is cool but nothing beats being in the room with somebody nothing beats like meeting somebody and like you know shaking somebody's hand or like giving your friend a hug or something like that there's certain things you can't replace and i have been without friends or family for over a month so that on that hand, it sucked and the quarantine has affected me that way on the other hand this is the longest adventure i've ever had in my life on my own at least at this point <sighs> i've been out in the van living uh, outside of New York as long as, as long as we were in South America. Hmm. We are there six weeks. This is basically six weeks. And I don't I don't see this stopping time soon. Unless the van dies. Then it'll stop real quick. <laughs> I wish more than anything that I could have a bunch of people like you guys around right now. That would be the best. I said I wish more than anything that I had a bunch, of, like I had you guys, or like you know all my friends. Um, yeah, it's not the case. Well, at some point, next couple of years, <laughs> <laughs> we will have that opportunity, and then also by then, hopefully, we'll be like man, rich and stuff. We'll be able to like get a mansion, but on the roof, the pool, <laughs> big studio, kind of a big yard. I wonder how much money I'd actually have to have to buy a mansion. But I don't think I'd buy it without crazy stupid. I was just telling Chris last night. I have this, like this like odd fantasy about being really wealthy and living in a van. Just be like the biggest joke in the world to me. Maybe build a deck on the roof of the van. Yeah, or we can, in the meantime, before the mansion, I'd go in there. Yeah, you're really quiet. Yeah. I don't know if something happened yeah. to the phone, but you sound really far away all of a sudden. Is there now? Okay. I'm going to go up pretty soon anyway. I'm just going to I can hear you. Okay. 11.40 Eastern. I don't even have a lot. What time is it right now? Are you guys... Okay. I stopped wearing a watch a while ago. Hmm. So if I don't have my phone in front of me, I have no idea what time it is, pretty much. You find some cool, like, maps? Are you looking at maps, Steve? Uh, I've, I've been uh, like kind of casually playing a game. 
pretty quick. When something gets recorded on Anchor, I know one person has it, the person that hosted it. Do other people have access to it or does it have to be actively shared? Do you want me to send it to you guys after we finish it? Oh, right, okay. Or do you want me to share it anywhere specific or anything? I don't necessarily need it. I was just curious if it was like an open repository. I feel like anybody who is part of there should be at least like a, maybe they'll have it in the future because I know it's only beta, but maybe anybody who yeah. you invite you could just mm. switch and say everybody has access to the file. That'd be good. No, once you share a Google document, say anything. Mean, mean, they don't have to have like a shared have to folder. Give them app. Um, drop Google Drive or something like that. That also might cost money. Another resource. How that would work. Good. Um, I don't know. I guess we could always do that if we needed. I feel like right now it would just be another thing. Right. Yeah, a lot of it's good. I, I don't see myself listening to these anytime soon. We can listen back to it, but it won't be like you, know, you have to listen to it right away or whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, we can also uh, publish it to, like, you know, Spotify and Apple and stuff like that through there. And in that case, everybody can listen to it, make it really easy to listen to it. Although, I think there is, like, a uh, some sort of verification process or review process. So I don't know what that is. It's like, say, like listen to your podcast to see if it's good to do it, or I don't know. I mean, KYC your podcast to like pass the guidelines of Apple because they maybe don't want like I don't know if they if they censor it if they're like oh that guy's just like you know cursing or saying bad <laughs> get people hurt. Like, no, not cursing, but I don't know. Can't have like, oh, that's, that, that, that's like racist. Good thing daddy's there. Uh, I don't know. Oh. Like that. <laughs> that, happened on, that happens on some platforms. There should be so, no censorship. I don't, uh, I don't know if there is censorship. That's the, the question. Yeah. Mm. It's not like a media. It says like you have to like wait. So I don't know if you guys think that I should try uh, publishing it. Or, or maybe we should try it on a different one where we're just like, and make it seem like more of like a real podcast. Like, hey, welcome to the show. Well, no, I don't think so. Can't we just publish yeah. it to Anchor? Yeah, actually, you Isn't can. It own... Yeah, can you search for podcasts on Anchor? Well, I think that... That might be the easiest way to do it in the ecosystem. When you publish it, Anchor just gives you an option to, like, do you want to publish everywhere? And then you would hit yes. And then... And then it shares it everywhere. Um, and then it shares links out to the account? It gave you an option... To say like no, I want to do it manually. That's where you can maybe okay. pick no, I just want to enter. But by default, I think it just shares it everywhere. Mm. So, if you guys want, to can do that, or we can try it a different okay. time. Okay. Yeah, if you want to do it, I can tell you if the like the links work or how how I, I see it. Try for like a shorter one. So I don't know. Uh, it'll cause me. I don't think it matters. I mean, 
I think if, if we're testing how the network works, I mean, either way, even if we had really good content, it doesn't have to be like we get a bunch of views for the first one. Talking about anything like bad on the podcast. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's crazy though how you and Willie are still like mainstream now, but still barely anybody's talking about it. Yeah. Just goes to show what people are truly interested in. Yeah, also, not, I mean, not people Twitter. just don't hear about it. Like, I didn't know that that was they're on like, Instagram looking at asses. <laughs> well, that's, it seems like that's okay. Well, that's if right. if if we're talking about being effective, right. then we got to go where the people are, or build a better tool, more inclusive. Like, it's not like most of you know, my friends are on people might be Facebook or Instagram, ignorant or whatever. But I, I see this really interesting post on Twitter about aliens or UFOs, and then can't really just share it really well on Facebook or Instagram and then like, I'm not always going to take more time like to go on to or, like making my own post and like that. I can't just like retweet it really quick and then yeah. see it. And so nobody knows about aliens or nobody knows about UFOs. You know, it's like a huge deal. Yep. It's on the uh, the responsibilities on the content creators to figure out right. the best way to get it to the people. At least that right. would be like but the market. It, it would be a lot better economy of the responsibility social media. The protocol itself. Well, yeah. Somebody else. <laughs> the content creators can just focus on making the content rather than dealing with different platforms that are trying to make their own money for their own reasons. Mm. Maybe there's a way that we can become part of the solution for that. That are working on like the code protocol, use it with ideas that we already have. Because it's like we can talk about it, but in the end of the day, like I'm not a coder. Unless you guys plan on picking up like computer science, I don't know if we're gonna be yeah. able to write the protocol. So maybe we can be part of like the solution in another way. Yeah. Or we I mean, could just wait for somebody to produce it. But heavily supporting it. Part of it. Um, I mean, you can do it both in terms of where you put your money like by investing in the protocols and the apps and stuff that are doing that and then also where you put your mouth like what you say like mm. I'm working on building my tools and my audience and stuff like that so that I can help promote those platforms and stuff like that you know I'm thinking that probably within the next couple of years there's going to be a lot of development there um with like new platform and protocols aligned and that kind of stuff. And, and that's my plan to keep on my audience a lot so I can be sharing those ideas with people and help people um, help those those platforms grow and help show people how to be helpful. Yeah. And, and, and we'll 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 later. Right now we got we got but um Instagram to look at. <laughs> yeah, well I could tell you if the aliens just right. popped a big <laughs> ass cheek out of that <laughs> thing they got there, they'd be all over the world. That made me yeah, just like, just show us a quick pity and, and everybody will care. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
I don't think I ever see that. I got that joke. (laughs) (laughs) It's like Alley and boobs. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up, butthead. Alright, I'm gonna go. <laughs> that's my that's my that's my last comment here. Yeah, I wrote it down on the whiteboard. Um, I don't know if I have good enough service to stream it here, unless I'm going to sit on top of the van and watch it. But I'll definitely check it out in the next couple of days. I'm going to end the call first, actually, because then we'll see if it ends the call for you guys. I yeah. It does, but just to test it. Okay. okay. I'm sure it does, well, because when I wasn't on my own call before, you guys couldn't get in. The link is dead. <laughs> Live long and prosper. <laughs> I already All said right. mine. Alien boobs. You're right here, folks. Well, that's been the first kind of not really episode, but not episode of podcast. Um, we'll <laughs>